It feels like we're all being told to go on this diet, take that supplement. Ozempic will give you depression, but you know what'll cure that? Weed. Or you could try to balance your hormones. At Science Versus, we're like, what the f*** is going on? Forget the crap online and listen to Science Versus. Just the facts. Oh, and a bunch of stupid jokes. What is a ghost's favorite fruit? Booberries. That's Science VS. New season out on Spotify soon. Today is Saturday, June 26th, 2021. On this day in 2003, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled that a sodomy law, which criminalized specific types of sexual acts between consenting same-sex adults, was unconstitutional. The landmark decision overturned state laws throughout the country and paved the way for expanding LGBT rights. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a Spotify original from Parcast. Due to the graphic nature of this case, listener discretion is advised. We advise extreme caution for children under 13. Today we're covering the day the Supreme Court ruled on the case of Lawrence v. Texas. Let's go back to the Supreme Court building in Washington, D.C. on the morning of June 26, 2003. When the Supreme Court made a decision, they usually rallied together to deliver their conclusions. Even if they didn't agree on everything, they often showed solidarity out of professional courtesy. This was not one of those days. Justice Antonin Scalia was downright insolent when he gathered at 10 a.m. with the other justices. While the court delivered its majority opinion, the highly conservative Scalia made his dissent clear. It was an ultimately meaningless but completely unprecedented gesture. Nothing about the case had been standard. The justices were being asked to change their minds on a decision they made only 17 years earlier. That was something they didn't typically like to do. If they appealed their own verdicts too quickly, their roles would become meaningless. But the human rights issue at hand would change millions of lives. For the first time, underrepresented citizens had a shot at recognition and liberty that they'd never seen before. The Odyssey had just begun five years earlier in Houston, Texas. Just before 10.30 p.m. on September 17, 1998, an unidentified caller phoned the Harris County Sheriff's Department. A clearly drunken man reported that a black male was waving a gun around in an apartment and threatening neighbors. Before officers could ask for the caller's identity, he hung up. Four sheriff's deputies raced toward the complex just on the eastern fringes of the city. There, they met 40-year-old Robert Eubanks outside of the apartment, who held the door open for them. The room was leased to a 55-year-old medical technician named John Lawrence. Robert was supposedly a neighbor. Deputies observed he was also quite drunk. Since the anonymous tipper mentioned a deadly weapon, deputies had reason to enter the apartment without a search warrant. They rushed inside with weapons drawn. The living room was dark, but appeared empty. The four officers plowed forward, swinging the door to the bedroom open. There, they found what was really going on that night. 
John, the occupant of the apartment, had spent the day moving furniture with Robert Eubanks and 31-year-old Tyrone Garner. After a night of Mexican food and margaritas, John and Tyrone couldn't help but flirt with one another. This upset Robert, who was in a relationship with Tyrone. He eventually left the two alone in the bedroom, but he tipped off the authorities that an armed man was inside the apartment as a mean-spirited prank. It went way too far. The four deputies who entered the bedroom reportedly stumbled upon John and Tyrone having sex. Technically, that was a criminal act under the Texas Homosexual Conduct Law. These so-called sodomy laws were often regarded as a holdover from a bygone age, but as the 20th century came to a close, 13 states still outlawed anal sex. Four of those states specifically targeted gay men, banning sex between consenting male partners. Although authorities rarely pursued transgressors, the Harris County Sheriff's deputies made an example out of John and Tyrone. They arrested them on the spot and hauled them to jail for the night. Both were fined $200. Officers later also arrested Robert for filing a false report, jailing him for 15 days. John and Tyrone felt violated. Deputies had barged into a private bedroom, interrupted their intimacy, and then humiliated them with the arrest. But since the two weren't a committed romantic couple, they initially wanted to put the incident behind them. But not everyone agreed. John soon got a call from the Lambda Legal Defense and Education Fund, a legal organization that works to protect gay rights. They didn't want the case to go away, in fact, they wanted to bring it to the nation's attention. Fighting the case on behalf of John and Tyrone, Lambda appealed the case twice, losing both times in Texas courts. That was expected. They weren't looking for a small win. They wanted to take on the Supreme Court to overturn their decision on the 1986 Bowers v. Hardwick case. In Bowers v. Hardwick, the Supreme Court had ruled that gay sex was not a human right protected by the Constitution. The decision was invoked in just about every legal battle over LGBT issues. No major civil rights changes could happen with Bowers v. Hardwick standing in the way. On June 26, 2003, the gamble finally paid off when the court announced that they were voting in a 6-3 decision in favor of John Lawrence. Voices on both sides went supersonic as the nation took a huge step toward progressive change. Up next, Lawrence v. Texas changes America forever. Every so often, something so impactful happens, it has the power to capture the attention of a whole country. An event so deadly or dumbfounding, it has no choice but to live on in infamy. Hi, Parcasters, it's Ashley Flowers, and I'm exposing the most sinister cases from the darkest corners of the globe in my new true crime limited series, International Infamy. Every Tuesday, come along as I guide you on a wicked world tour. 15 different countries, 15 infamous crimes. Take a trip to Iceland where six people confessed to a murder that never actually happened. 
Journey to Mexico, where a Lucha Libre wrestler moonlights as a serial killer. And Travel to New Zealand, where two friends hatch a deadly plan to become famous. Each episode of International Infamy explores the twists and turns of a notoriously high-profile case, zeroing in on the cultural details which make the crime unique to its location, and explaining why it couldn't have happened anywhere else. Follow my new Spotify original from ParCast, International Infamy with Ashley Flowers, and catch a new episode every week. Listen free on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Now back to the story. On June 26, 2003, the Supreme Court decided on the case of Lawrence v. Texas. The Lambda Legal Defense and Educational Fund represented John Lawrence, who was arrested and fined for having consensual sex with another man. Among the six justices who voted in favor of the judgment, one voice in particular became an unlikely champion of the cause. Justice Anthony Kennedy was originally a conservative voice on the bench, but started voting more independently during the 90s. During Lawrence v. Texas, he became a vocal defender of Lawrence's plight. Kennedy found that in previous rulings concerning LGBT rights, justices often used language that labeled gay men as indecent and immoral. He noted that the decisions seemed to be based more on antiquated moral bias than genuine constitutional concern. He drafted the Supreme Court's decision in Lawrence v. Texas and remained an ally of gay rights until his retirement in 2018. After the written decision went out to the press, many in the LGBT community celebrated. A gay pride parade ran through Houston the very same day. Despite choosing to keep a low profile after their arrest, John Lawrence and Tyrone Garner marched along with the festivities. They smiled and posed for pictures, happy to have contributed to such a positive change. For once, their government truly represented them. As a leader from Lambda declared, the 2003 decision closed the door to an era of intolerance and ushered in a new era of respect and equal treatment for gay Americans. Over the next decade, the LGBT community continued to push for greater liberties. The 2013 case, United States v. Windsor, struck down a section of the Defense of Marriage Act that had defined marriage for certain federal purposes as a union between one man and one woman. That softened the legal stage for the 2015 case, Obergefell v. Hodges, which lifted the national ban on same-sex marriage. Unfortunately, the men at the center of the 1998 case would tragically not live to see those advances. On September 11, 2006, Tyrone Garner died from complications of meningitis at the age of 39. On December 23, 2011, John Lawrence passed away due to complications of a heart condition. He was 68. Neither of these men sought any particular recognition, reward, or special treatment for their bravery. All they wanted was the right to be themselves. And before their untimely end, they won that freedom handily. Handily. 
Thanks for listening to Today in True Crime. I'm Vanessa Richardson. You can find more episodes of Today in True Crime and all other Spotify originals from Parcast for free on Spotify. We'll be back with a brand new episode tomorrow in True Crime. Today in True Crime is a Spotify original from Parcast. It is executive produced by Max Cutler, sound designed by Paul Liebeskin, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Trent Williamson, Carly Madden, and Bruce Kitovich. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by Daniel William Gonzalez, with writing assistance by Terrell Wells, and fact-checking by Bennett Logan. I'm Vanessa Richardson. Hi, listeners, it's Ashley Flowers, and here's a quick reminder to check out my new True Crime Limited series, International Infamy. Every Tuesday, I'm taking you across the globe to look at 15 of the most notorious crimes from 15 different countries. Some stories are sure to shock, some may leave you stumped, but all are quite the trip. Follow my new series, International Infamy with Ashley Flowers. Listen for free on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.